Hello, welcome to my channel. Today, let's talk about our eternal boss, our brain. Will we be smarter with the age of growing older? Some friends of mine occasionally say that they feel the brain is not as cute as before, especially they need more time to learn new knowledge. I hate saying this, but according to the modern psychology and the neuroscience research, the brutal truth is that humans' brain power and intelligence will decrease. I will share the information about why intelligence will decrease and what we can do to alleviate or delay it. Generally, human beings' intelligence is composed of fluid intelligence and crystallized intelligence. Fluid intelligence, aka general fluid (GF), is is the ability to adjust the new situation and deal with the new problems, which we could consider as the brain power. Crystallized intelligence, aka general crystallized (GC), is our experience, skills, and knowledge. Fluent intelligence peaks around 25 years old. After 25, fluent intelligence will gradually decline. When age hits 45, it will dramatically decrease. However, crystallized intelligence will continually increase. Well, it possibly peaks about 15 to 16. Briefly. 25 is the most activated and ingenious period that the human has the biggest potential to innovate and create masterpieces. When they are 30, the ability would transfer from innovation to experience. So extremely hard for the middle age to be creative like the 20s. Charles Darwin came up with natural selection theory at the age of 29. Marie Curie made a breakthrough about radioactivity when she was 28. Einstein embraced his miracle year when she, when he was 26. Newton discovered the binomial theorem at the age of 22. If we if we could not fight the trend that we are destined to lose from the intelligence someday, at least we can do something to alleviate the declining. But first, we need to know why brain powers decline since 25. As we all know, cell division is the reason why humans keep vitality. In other words, new cells keep popping up so that our body can be updated. But our brain works differently. There are ten billions of neurons or nerve cells in brain whose lifespan is the same as human body. From the moment that those nerve cells fully developed, they will be lifelong until we die. And the nerve cells generally takes 25 years to fully develop. Before that is coming, our brain effectively connect collect external information to understand the external world. Meanwhile, they unceasingly produce new cells and establish connections between them. Therefore, during that period, it's easy to learn knowledge or memorize information because everything you saw, you hear, has very specific neurons to connect and help you to keep them. Around 25, after the whole nerve network developed, the connections between the nerve cells were built. The model for us to understand the world was established. At the same time, our brains would stop the producing work. All brains' work since then is adjusting and taking advantage of current nerve cells as much as they can. There will be no supply once for all, which is why the effects due to disconnections or injuries of nerve cells are eternal. As time goes on, neurons will be strained, which will accumulate to obstruct connections of neural network, like rust on a knife. Eventually, the obstructions will damage our cognitive ability and thinking ability. 
Alzheimer's disease, AD for short, is the most famous example to explain how old nerve cells failed their work. Based on the limited current research, we believe that too much amyloid beta, A-beta for short, is the pathogenesis. A-beta is the metabolite of brain work, but when they accumulate blocks, they will block the connections between nerve cells and the cattle of the link of neural network. The pattern of man manifestation is losing the ability to think and memorize. By the way, the best method to eliminate a beta is a sleep. Now, let's do how to alleviate the aging process of brain. You know, essentially our cognitive ability, thinking ability, and the remembrance rely on the whole neural network to function rather than a single nerve cell. A few nerve cells connect to become a neural colony, and then there will be countless neural colonies. When we think, those neural colonies will be stimulated in some specific orders or spaces to become a neural network. Well, we cannot add new nerve cells or colonies, but we do can optimize the stimulation to improve the efficiency as possible as we can. For example, you have a 60 square foot room, you cannot enlarge the space, but you can optimize the usage with better design. We call it cognitive reserve in psychology. Assuming a task initially took 100% of neural network resource, but after you keep practicing the brain, now it only takes 95% of resource. Then the remaining 5% resource is cognitive reserve. So if unfortunately someday 5% of your nerve cells were damaged, the cognitive reserve of 5% can be used for the job. The work still be fine. Our brain are just like our body, naturally lazy. So we need to challenge the brain to adjust more situations and possible factors so that we can improve cognitive reserve. Luckily, we have five verified approaches. First one is learning foreign languages. Language is a comprehensive skill. Learning a second language can be challenging. But good news is, more languages you've learned, easier the new language will be. According to the research, bilingual temporal lobe and the parietal lobe is less easy to be impaired with age, and the connectivity of temporal lobe, parietal lobe, and the frontal lobe will be, will be stronger, which effectively improves cognitive reserve. What's more, foreign language is able to promote the executive functions and attention of a brain by increasing neurons' connective density of a prefrontal cortex, which hedges impairment due to aging. Secondly, keep learning new language. The risk of coming down with Alzheimer's disease is negatively related to the years of education. Learning is actually the process of of optimizing the functions of brain, no matter you study in school or you teach yourself at home. As Jobs said, stay hungry, stay foolish, so that we can stay sharp. The third one is more desirable, socializing. Socializing is as comprehensive as language, especially face-to-face. When you socialize, it takes your whole neural network to collect people's expressions, body language, terms, and all the subtle information to search the memory and organize it to output a complete feedback. Of course, introverted people feel unpleasant to communicate with others. 
there are more suitable options for you and they are equally effective. Next one is music. Music can highly improve remembrance and executive functions because it stimulates brain to obtain information by hearing, which helps brain to strengthen the ability of process information and optimize the usage of resources. Playing the instruments works in a similar way. The last but not least one to improve cognitive reserve is to do multitasking job. Some work is mechanical without need of creating. Some work pushes you to connect with new clients, new needs, and countless challenges and missions. The latter one highly promotes brain's executive functions and enriches pro prefrontal cortex neurons intensity. Be careful if you are doing the repetitive job in your fam familiar fields, your brain is on the verge of being blunt. Besides those things, Another way is to improve brain's ordering. Intelligent people have more terse and ordered thinking at work than regular people do. Thus, intelligent people save more energy and time in thinking. More ordered the neural network is, more efficient the resources used, more cognitive reserve remains. The general way to promote ordering is to organize information from bottom to up, from general to abstract, from phenomena to principles, from experiences to patterns, forcing our brain to integrate fragmented information into a complete system. Keep it telling ourselves that nothing is totally independent and that there has to be a way to connect it to my known information. Except for cognitive research, we have to talk about a very special tissue of brain. Hippocampus. I mentioned brain would not produce new nerve cells when they are mature. Actually, the more precise statement is brain almost would not produce new nerve cells when they are mature. In fact, the latest research indicates that the hippocampus is still able to produce new neurons even the neural system is fully developed. Hippocampus is tightly connected with cognitive flexibility. For example, when we walked out of past the shadows, getting rid of the stress, trauma, and the pressures, we often feel brand new, a new me. That is because hippocampus produced new nerve cells, reorganized our memories. Cognitive flexibility is the ability to transfer from one status to another one. Hippocampus creates new nerve cells, promotes cognitive flexibility, and vice versa. Then, how can we do that? How can we improve cognitive flexibility to, to spur hippocampus producing new nerve cells? Two points. Controlling emotions and exploring new stuff. When you allow yourself emerging into one emotion, you are abandoning the rights of controlling the brain's thinking ability. On the contrary, you controlling yourself to rationally, calmly think is a strengthening cognitive flexibility. While you are facing new problems, the brain would know that the present model is being challenged. So it would start adjusting to adapt and understand the new environment. Brain would either design a more comprehensive link between colonies or stimulate hippocampus to produce new cells to assist in understanding and manifestation. Anyway, one fundamental principle to have a young energetic brain is adequately keeping open, keep exploring, keep learning, keep doubting ourselves, and keep rebuilding. 
Okay, we probably should stop here. If you have any opinions or interested topics, always welcome to share with me. You can find my Twitter and email address and my podcast homepage description. Take care. See you soon.